welcome to the Evolution Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ferraro, here with my co-host, Dave Sanders. Uh, we're back at it this week. We are talking NFL. Uh, we're four weeks in now, so kind of got the first little quarter of the season through. A lot of great storylines, a lot of craziness. Um, you will not find Antonio Brown coverage here, so if you're looking for that, go somewhere else. Uh, Dave, why don't we just dive right in? Um, you know, I think our outline, this has got us splitting it between the AFC and NFC. Let's just go AFC side alphabetically. So, what's the first topic you want to hit, Dave? Yeah, so my favorite, I think, storyline so far has been Gardner Minshew. I'm taking over for the injured Nick Foles. His story is pretty crazy, dating back to East Carolina, where he played there for two seasons, split time, uh, committed to Alabama as a transfer, and then Mike Leach calls and says, do you want to hold a clipboard, or do you want to come lead the country in passing? And he went there. He's definitely, you know, a different kind of guy with his mustache and the outfits he wears, but it's been fun to watch. Oh, yeah. He's been uh, bringing a little bit of fun back to the NFL because the NFL turned into the, uh, you know, no fun league there for a little bit. Uh, but it's nice to see him. Now, granted, whether the outfits are him or losing some bets or whatever all that is, uh, either way, it did spawn a lot of great things on Twitter, a lot of fun. Um, and it's great to see a Mike Leach product uh, do well. Uh, he is probably one of the best quarterback coaches or best offensive minds in college football. Uh, everybody likes to think Saban, Dabo, uh, obviously Lincoln Riley is insanely good, but Mike Leach is doing some crazy things out there uh, in the Pac-12 in Washington State. Yeah, for sure. We're going to tweet out some links because um, Mike Leach has told some really good stories, as he always does, about Gardner. Um, so I definitely want to share those coming up soon. But the Jags, I mean, they've been pretty good without Nick Foles. Um, I've been impressed with how good Gardner's been, I thought, as a late-round pick coming from that kind of a spread offense that he'd struggle. Um, he hasn't been amazing, but he's kept the ship afloat. And they've, you know, I think they're 2-2 two and two right now. They're definitely in contention in the AFC South. Yeah, I mean, they're benefiting from a – Let's be honest, a poor AFC South right now. Uh, there's uh, The Texans are pretty decent, but you figure you look at Colts, meh, with the Andrew Luck retirement, which we talked about previously. You know, Jacoby's pretty good, but he's not Andrew Luck. Um, and then, you know, you look at Mariota and the Titans. Why he looked good this week, who the hell knows what you're getting every week with that. Uh, but he is keeping the ship afloat. Um, I was concerned, you know, Nick Foles, uh, big Nick Nick went down pretty early, um, you know, messed up that collarbone, paid him good money. The one thing in this storyline I do like about the Jags is my man DJ Chark coming out. Um, I've been high on him for years now, waiting on him. He's finally starting to break out. Uh, it's fun to see those guys that you kind of believed in early really turn into something. Yeah, for sure. He's really established himself as the wide receiver one there. When, when Nick Foles gets healthy, I guess, do you think he takes back over the job this year? And is he still the guy there for the next few years? It's a hard question. I guess it kind of depends on where they end up. Um, I would like to think yes. Um, Nick's obviously won a Super Bowl, does pretty well. Uh, you know what you're getting there. Uh, I would like to be curious to what happens with Gardner here now that we have some film on him, we get some more tape. You know, is Gardner in the second half of the season going to look like Gardner in the first couple games? Um, or is it more, we don't really know what we're getting we know how to prepare for Nick Foles, but now that we've seen Minshew on tape, we've picked apart some of his bad habits and, and can fool him. Yeah, I lean towards Foles takes back over, but Gardner's definitely made himself some money here, and I think he's got himself at least a job as a backup in the NFL probably for 10 years, just based definitely. on the sample he's put together. Definitely. Um, and he gives the Jags some opportunity here too. Um, there are teams looking for quarterbacks, so Nick Foles' contract, well, he did get paid, um, 
by some standards is going to be pretty reasonable because you figure with what Wentz, Dak, and those guys are getting, suddenly Nick Foles is a nice cheap option. So you may see the Jags, if they want to move on from Foles, move them. Uh, maybe get a you know second or third for them and then roll the uh, Minshew train all the way home. Yeah, I like that. If we want to stay in the AFC South, um, Deshaun Watson had a clip go viral of him basically answering a reporter's question by diving deep into the breakdown of a cover four defense that he saw. Um, I just wanted to bring this up and we'll share the clip on social, but a lot of people on social were almost like clowning the reporter like, oh, he got him on this one. But really, he asked a question that like provoked a better answer than you usually get. Um, so I thought that that was pretty interesting to see. Did you catch that clip? Um, I did. And I think it always kind of gets me is I don't really understand what people want. Uh, do, you, do you want your guys to open up and talk or do you want, you know, the cookie cutter sound bites because, or are you just looking for bulletin board material and you want him to, to trash the reporters. So you can say how, how much of a, you know, a jerk Deshaun Watson is and all that fun stuff. I, I love it when guys open up and say, hey, this is what I saw. Here's how we break it down. This is what my reads are. Here's what I'm looking at. Boom, this guy was open because of X, Y, and Z. Um, it's fantastic at breakdowns. I think that's what makes uh, Dan Orlovsky so good on Twitter is he breaks things down from a quarterback's perspective. And now you're getting, a you know, an arguably a, he's a QB1 and a franchise guy up on the stand saying, hey, here's what I saw. Here's how I broke it down. I love it. I do too. Um, Levitard's show actually does a useless sound montage every week from these press conferences. And you'd be amazed at the stuff that's said. It's just cliche after cliche. Half the stuff doesn't make any sense. What Mike Tomlin says never makes sense. Um, so it's definitely cool to hear a player break something down and actually provide some insight. The next topic we wanted to cover was Patrick Mahomes. So he has not slowed down one bit, has he? Um, I guess technically he has regressed. Uh, if you kind of look at the hard stats, but He's still ungodly super good. Um, I think my favorite one has to be this past week when he's rolling out to his right, looks back to the referee to see if there's a flag. There isn't one, so he scrambles for about 40 yards first down and keeps going. And he comes back and says, the reason I was looking back is I didn't want to run that far just to have it called back. I mean, the dude's playing on another level. It, that, that's really all it is. I mean, it's, it's like he's out there playing Madden 2020 and just going to town. It's insane. I mean, they don't have to be in the red zone or anywhere near the red zone to score a touchdown. With all these guys, I mean, you bring in Hardman. Um, you, DeMar Demarcus Robinson's a threat right now, even Sammy Watkins. Like, these guys are all just flying down the field. From their own 20, they're a threat to score. It's just I've never seen them like it before. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, Tyreek Hill's coming back soon. Right. Like, it's only going to get more crazy. Uh, Andy Reid looks like a genius bringing in Shady McCoy. Yep. Uh, obviously, you still got Kelsey. You know, they're working a lot of stuff. I mean, Kelsey had that ridiculous catch and then lateral back to Shady in the last game against the Lions, who gave them about all they could handle there, uh, which probably says more about the Detroit than it does Kansas City. But, I mean, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's great to see the, kind of the young guys. We're having a changing of the guard. You know, luck's gone. Manning's done. Brady is still Tom Brady. He's still got a little bit left. He's and the Brady, exception. Yeah, he's the exception to the rule. But, you know, Breeze is hurt. Ben Roethlisberger's done. There's not much left to Phillip Rivers. So you're really seeing this next generation come in with Mahomes, Wentz, Dak balling out, Lamar. You know, you got Kyler Murray now. So you got this, you know, this next passing of the torch. So it, it's fantastic seeing Mahomes do what he does. Yeah, I was trying to think, has he – could he possibly have the highest trade value of like any NFL player ever? Just meaning what he's done in his first basically two seasons. 
like even Brady didn't start this hot in terms of putting up crazy records and like changing the way the game's played almost. At this point, I don't even know what you could trade for him that makes it worth it. I mean, he's obviously right, right now he's under on a rookie deal, so he's even, he's stupid cheap. So the window's open, right? Um, and I really want to see Andy Reid get that Super Bowl. I think he deserves one. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, I really love to see him get over the hump, win that. Um, so that would be fantastic. But I, I mean, what what would you trade for this guy? There's there's not enough first round picks. There's not enough anything 10, to 15, really. That's not enough. Yeah, you can give your next first-round pick for the next six years and your best player, and is it still even worth it? Because right. uh, quarterbacks like this don't come along very often. No, I can't wait to see. He's going to shatter. I mean, he's just going to shatter records, especially the way the game's being called these days. I can't wait to you know, see years from now when he's owning the passing yard record and probably passing it by the time he's like 32, 33. It's insane. Yeah, and just what he does with the no looks and, and all the fun stuff. And he, he's a great guy. He's a great kid. You know, I call him a kid because – you know, I'm older than him, so I guess we can do that now. Um, you know, fantastic guy. He's he's great with the media, loves talking to people, signs autographs. You don't hear much from a negativity standpoint. So, it, it's great to see a nice ambassador of the game in Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Opposite end of the spectrum, the least exciting team, probably the Miami Dolphins. In full tank mode, um, do you like what they're doing? Um, do you agree with the, you know, the mentality of tanking and hoping that you can build to the draft? I mean, it's a straight dumpster fire. Yeah. It's, there, there's one thing to tank, and there's another thing to just really look inept while you're doing it. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going to make the basketball comparison, there's doing what the Sixers did, and there's being the Sacramento Kings. This smells more like Sacramento Kings than it does Sam Hinkie. We have a plan. Here's what we're doing. I mean, the moves they made don't make any sense. The, you know, they're trading people just to trade people. They're, 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 I just don't get what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's not – in basketball, one generational talent can change, like, the course of your franchise. In football, that's not the case. Even the best quarterbacks, you need, like, a supporting cast around them. Um, so, yeah, I don't fully buy it either. I mean, they've been bad for so long. Taking this a step further, you know, to be really, really bad this year is one thing I liked. I didn't like many of the trades they made, but I did like the trade of Mega Fitzpatrick just because I think the Steelers are really bad. I don't believe Mason Rudolph's any good. So that could be a top five, top 10 pick. Um, but I'm curious to see how this pans out. This is definitely an aggressive approach and they need to actually spend and support whatever players they pick up in next year's draft. Well, I just don't think with the way scouting is and stuff like they don't have – you know, three, four, five first-round picks where they're going to be able to pull in, like, a lot of huge different ma- difference makers. You know, you look at some teams that were able to – you know, the, the one that really comes to mind is the Browns. They built through the draft, so to say. They were also really bad for a really long time and had no idea what they were really doing, and then you hit on a couple players. The problem is if the Dolphins don't hit on anybody, they're going to be bad. Nobody's going to go there. They're still going to be bad. I mean, is this the, hey, we're going to wait another two years till Tom Brady's gone playing? I, I just I just don't get it. Like I said, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade was good. If you didn't want to keep him, he didn't want to be there. You got a first for him from a team that, frankly, isn't very good. So, I mean, that would make sense. I just I just don't get really – I just don't think it's a good move. Yeah, I'm, I'm at least glad they put in Josh Rosen now. He's actually looked somewhat okay in that role, better than Fitzpatrick. But I do worry that the next quarterback is going to be forced behind – forced to play behind a terrible offensive line. It's just going to stunt their development like it has so many other young quarterbacks. 
Yeah, I think it's just not a not a super great move. Um, I'd rather see you, like I said, I'm not saying go spend a bunch of money on dumb contracts, but at least try to field a reasonably competitive team. There's a there's a lot of room from you know bottom end of that wild card as we've seen. If you really look at the the AFC standings this year, everybody's other than the you know the Chiefs and Pats being up top. There's a lot of room at two and two and or below. You know you could squeeze into a wild card at eight and eight. Nine and seven in the on this side of the of the league, so I think you tanked when you really didn't need to. It's probably true. Speaking of the standings, and you're, as you mentioned, it is wide open. We're going to end the AFC section with our top five. Um, so I'll kick it off here with our number one team. We're going to go Kansas City here. So it's probably not popular. The Patriots are probably the biggest favorite um, in the AFC, but we have the Chiefs as our one A, and you can probably guess who our one B is. Um, love what Mahomes is doing. Love the explosion that the offense has. They can score points with anybody. Defense is not great. Um, they've definitely shown weaknesses, but if it comes down to it in the playoffs, if they have home field and somebody has to go through Arrowhead, um, I like them as the favorite. Yeah, I, they're, they're quite good. I mean, obviously, 1A slash, I guess, 2 is the Patriots. Uh, what they're doing on defense right now is pretty it's outstanding. Uh, if you remember this podcast from exactly a year ago, the question was, are the Patriots in trouble? Is Tom Brady done? Is the dynasty over? The answer to all those questions is no, no, and no. You can't bet against the Patriots on, until the, until Tom hangs them up, Brady, Belichick, the whole thing is just over. Um, they're playing some fantastic defense. Their offense is quite good. They got Josh Gordon back. I mean, they did Antonio Brown for a week and force-fed him about 20 balls. Great for them. Um, that team's really good, and that's even without Gronk. So you're probably looking at your AFC title game right there. I think it's Chiefs-Patriots again, uh, short of something crazy happening in the divisional round. I agree. There's a big drop down to the next teams. So I guess our number three team, Baltimore Ravens, um, love the Greg Roman offense, love what he's done with Lamar Jackson. I know it didn't look great against the Browns last week, but overall this has been a big coming out party for Lamar. I've always been pretty skeptical of him. Um, liked him a bit in college, but knew his accuracy was not, you know, outstanding. But really like that he's been put in a good situation. He's got some weapons there. Ingram's performing really well as a running back. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, breaking out. Um, even though he hasn't had touchdowns like the first couple of games, he's still getting a lot of targets, a lot of yards, and I expect big things this coming week. Um, like them a lot and think that that defense is really strong. The offense, if they don't fall behind too far in games, can definitely, you know, hang with most teams. Yeah, I mean, Ravens are running the ball really well. I think it's the second-best rushing offense in the league, um, first or second, if I remember right. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're running the ball really well. They're controlling the ball. Uh, Greg's done a great job building an offense for Lamar. Uh, it's nice to see a coordinator adapt his offense to his players, not his players to his offense. Uh, so, they're, they're quite good there. For me, uh, four, I've got the Buffalo Bills. As shocking as it is to say that, I thought I'd never, never say that. Uh, don't tell my boss about that. He'd be, he'd be going crazy. Probably telling me they should be higher than this. Um, but a three and one, Bills look pretty good. Josh Allen still balling out even after, you know, what we'll he does with coming back from the concussion. Whether any of that stuff changes, uh, but they're playing pretty well. The only issue they run into is they got to play the Patriots twice, and they've already got one of those out of the way. So. Yeah, they're looking pretty, pretty solid. I'm, I'm impressed with what the Bills have done, moving on from Shady, a bunch of stuff like that, uh, but still playing quite well. Yeah, and Frank Gore there at 100 years old is still killing it. It's, it's amazing to see. I think he's in, he's in the top five in rushing now. He's about to pass Barry Sanders a couple hundred yards away. 
Yeah, Frank Gore is just waiting to play in the NFL with his son. We, so that's what's going to happen. It's going to be Frank Gore Sr. Frank Gore Jr. going to be tandem backing before too long. So That'd be sweet. With Josh Allen there, my guy. Yeah, um, yeah and, definitely like the Bills and like what they're doing. Um, to finish this off, it's hard to find a fifth team. We wanted to mention some other teams we thought are in contention here, both like the Texans and the Browns, mainly because of the quarterback play. Um, can't count up the Sean Watson. Love the receivers. Defense is still pretty solid. That O-line, major issues, even you know after the trade with the Dolphins. Um, but still think they're, they're a contender, and they can't be ruled out, especially probably as the favorite in the AFC South. Um, Some, somebody has to win the South. Somebody has to win the South, exactly. Um, and then the Cleveland Browns, really hyped coming into the year. Kind of had a wake-up call, but did bounce back pretty well against Baltimore. Baker Mayfield still you know, not showing the same – I guess efficiency that he did last year, he's definitely, um, you know, a little slower with decision-making right now and whatnot, but I still think that will come around. Nick Chubb is a beast. Ridiculous. For me, the Browns, the whole talk has been how bad the Browns have been. They've been so bad. You know, oh, the Browns should be oh, – the Browns have been playing awful. They're 2-2 two and two leading, leading their division. And, frankly, their division's not that good either. Right. Um, you know, when you look at – you know, you got the 0-4 Bengals, the 1-3 Steelers. Like, you start looking at what they've got, they've got a shot to just kind of roll right through there. Because, I mean, they're just – they're not playing against – you know, they got a chance there in the north. Because, I mean, yeah, they got the Ravens. But, hell, you split there, you'll be all right. Um, that offense is going to get better. Uh, between Landry, OBJ, Chubb, and Joku, like you – well, I think he's hurt now, but – you know, you've still got plenty of options, plenty of weapons. Mayfield's going to get better. So, while there are five, I mean, they, they can move up. They've still got an opportunity to really do something. It shows the power of expectations, right? Because this is the best team they've had in forever. And it's still not considered, like, that it's going amazing. Just yeah. because they had expectations of 11-5, and 10-6, and 12-4. and four. Yeah. You, yeah, anything short of, like, 16-0 and 0 is probably going to be a disappointment to some people's eyes. Yeah, but I mean, even even if you look just outside that top five, we already touched on Minshew and the Jags. So, like I said, somebody's got to win the AFC South. Hey, why not Jacksonville? That defense is is been a staple for them and is still pretty good. Yeah, the Colts are there too. Um, Brissett's looked pretty good so far, actually. I've been skeptical of him. I'm still a Chad Kelly guy, and he's on the practice squad now. So he's a ways away from playing, but yeah. I still think. They're, they're a good team. It's a good team that Ballard built there. They're going to be in the running. They're going to be around 500 probably, so they're not – they're still in the mix. And lastly, the Chargers, Phil Rivers, as you mentioned, getting pretty old. Offensive line stinks. Getting Melvin Gordon back, though. Keenan Allen's still really good. Defense is okay. They're going to be in ball games. It seems like he's always driving late in the game, down four, needing a touchdown to win. He's always right there. Yeah, it's hard to – like I said, the, the issue they're going to run into is right now, if you can name another pass catcher – that's a wide receiver right now that's healthy. Besides Keenan Allen, I'll give you 20 bucks. Can't do it. Exactly, because they're all hurt. Um, I literally saw it today, and I was like, I don't know. I play fantasy football pretty – well, I think I'm half decent at it. Haven't – I couldn't tell you who the other people are. So, that tells you kind of enough where the Chargers are. Uh, but they're still definitely in it for the playoff running because you kind of look – we rattled off about eight teams there. Six are going to make the playoffs. So, a lot of opportunities there. You know, like I said, they got to deal with the Chiefs, but – that's about it out, out west. That's going to wrap up the AFC. Please check out part two where we dive deep into the NFC, focusing on the big storylines and ending with our top five teams. Coming up next week, last year we did 
uh, re-ranking the court rookie quarterbacks from the past year's class. And we got good feedback on that. So this year we want to continue that. We want to look at the quarterbacks from the 2019 class, the ones we've seen so far, and analyze you know their performances so far, how we draft them moving forward, and also throw in some names from the 2018 class. So look at Lamar Jackson. You can find us on Twitter at EvoSportsPod. We'll be sharing those um, clips we referenced earlier in this episode. Please subscribe to stay tuned for all the latest episodes and really Really appreciate anyone who reviews and shares the podcast on their social feeds. As we're getting started, it really helps. I appreciate those that are spreading the word. Thanks.